We're going to read two selections this morning uh, in relation to Thanksgiving. Leviticus 23, verses 33 to 43, and then the Gospel of John, chapter 7. And in Leviticus 23, God is ordaining a Thanksgiving feast. And in John 7, Jesus is attending that feast. And so we'll think about Thanksgiving in relation to these words. First of all, Leviticus 23, where God is directing his people to give thanks. In Leviticus 23, verse 33, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, the Lord's festival of tabernacles begins, and it lasts for seven days. This is an actual Thanksgiving kind of feast. The first day is a sacred assembly. Do no regular work. For seven days, present food offerings to the Lord, and on the eighth day, hold a sacred assembly and present a food offering to the Lord. It is the closing special assembly. Do no regular work. Then these are the Lord's appointed festivals which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies for bringing food offerings to the Lord. The burnt offerings and grain offerings, sacrifices and drink offerings required for each day. These offerings are in addition to those for the Lord's Sabbath and in addition to your gifts and whatever you have vowed and all the free will offerings you give to the Lord. So beginning with the 15th day of the seventh month, after you have gathered the crops of the land, celebrate the festival to the Lord for seven days. The first day is a day of Sabbath rest, and the eighth day also is a day of Sabbath rest. On the first day, you are to take branches from luxuriant trees, from palms, willows, and other leafy trees, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. Celebrate this as a festival to the Lord for seven days each year. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come, celebrated in the seventh month. Live in temporary shelters for seven days. All native-born Israelites are to live in such shelters. So your descendants will know that I had the Israelites live in temporary shelters when I brought them out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So those are instructions for the feast. And then in John chapter 7, Verse 37, it says, On the last and greatest day of the festival. So this would be that last day. So they've been celebrating for seven days. And then it says, Jesus is there, and he stood. And he said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, Rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom, he, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not been glorified. We are going to uh, stop at that point, Jesus' invitation at the feast. Congregation of Jesus Christ, We are here gathered this Thanksgiving Day morning, and it's good to be together. And we want to just reflect on that Thanksgiving and compare, first of all, between a a polite Thanksgiving and an earnest Thanksgiving. And so if we think about it, for many people today, Thanksgiving Day, it's, it's 
less significant probably than it was, and, and, and it would be more along the lines of polite thank you. And, and so if someone, if someone passes you a peppermint now in the pew, and you say, well, thank you, like that, and that's nice, and that's good manners, but what is that? That's just a polite thank you. Also, if, if we think of thankfulness as simple politeness, good manners, yeah, that's, that's one level. I, I wanted just to take that and think with you about that. If, if we reflect on our relationship to God and then think about just being polite and thanking God when he does little things for us. And so, so that's why we talked about the little thing. And so if we have to thank God for the little things he does for us, take, for example, just, just our breath. If you, if you take a breath and you recognize, even back to Genesis 2, where God says he breathed the breath of life into Adam. And if we, if we don't receive that breath every time from God, then we are in danger. And I just want to share with the congregation, Grace, your situation, right? Where you had a cold, and then that cold was complicated by asthma, and Grace was, was not able just to take a normal breath. She was, she was definitely, it was, it was, boy, oh boy, scary. And then you start to think, boy, Lord, thank you for just the breath we receive, right? And if we, if we recognize that, too, then, then we would have to kind of, with every breath, we would breathe in and, thank you, Lord. And then breathe in, thank you, Lord. Then our whole being would, would be living in thankfulness to God. If we recognize God in just those simple things, our heart beating, if you, you don't think about it, you hardly sense that at all. But if you talk to someone who has a pacemaker, I'm not sure, do we actually have anybody with a pacemaker? I'm not sure. Okay, exactly. Right. But, but that too, the heartbeat goes down and down, right? And then they put the pacer in there just to pick it up, and then you're thankful <laughs> that it's, it's beating at a little more regular rate again, and it's like the heart beating. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And that our whole life, our living, is right in tune with God. And it would just be polite. It's just basic, basic politeness, good manners, to thank the God who is actually giving you life. So that politeness would, would just extend that way. That, that is just one way of, of maybe thinking about how, how God's presence, his care, we give thanks. The biblical story uh, doesn't say so much in terms, it talks about breath, talks about beating. I like when, when it says, summarized in the Heidelberg Catechism, question, answer, Lord's Day 1, trying to get at this point of thankfulness when it says every hair on your head is numbered. Remember that? It's in, in Lord's Day 1. 
God's saving grace in Jesus Christ, but his care that every hair is numbered. And that's just a way of trying to get us to realize, recognize how, how wonderful God's care is for us. In those very simple things, those very basic things, we give thanks. Good to be reminded of that again this morning. In contrast, there are things that strike us as, as more directly from God, and it's tied, it's tied into the harvest, first of all, and even just talking, too, with, with those who have gathered in some of the crop, or worried now, of course, about much that's not gathered in. But in, in that whole picture of, of the being close to the land and, and the seed time and, and the, the growing and then the harvest, and in that, even as it says in Leviticus chapter 23, that, that was a, a big, significant, clear evidence of, of, yeah, this is God at work providing for me. And so the response of thanksgiving was called out by God in his wisdom, ordained in Leviticus 23 as a special celebration, and it went on for seven days. Can you imagine that? Seven days. Seven days of turkey. Some of us have that, though, with leftovers right here. <laughs> we know it a little bit. Seven days. But it was, it was, you need that much time in a way to ponder what, what God is doing for you. There's so much he's doing that it would take you seven days to really pause and reflect and enter fully into what that all meant and what that all entailed. And so this was God's, God's way of, of being clearly drawn to the center of people's lives, God's blessed provision for them. Now, I want to also just, it says, along with the instruction that people are supposed to build a special shelter, a booth. And this was part of, of recognizing God's provision. Uh, it, it harkens back, it says in verse uh, 42, 43, how Israel lived in temporary shelters when God brought them out of Egypt. And so it, it reminds them of God's care in their lives. And I think it, it, it strikes me a little bit, in, in our experience, we have people who immigrated here from Europe after the war, right? And, and like, I know mom and dad too, the little house you were in, right? It was just, it was a simple little house, right? And so, so the reminder of, yeah, what God has done. God has brought us from that very simple beginning. And, and as, as the next generation, we don't see it so much. And the grandchildren, again, not so much either. But to be reminded of how it was and how God has provided in such wonderful ways is in the picture here as they are instructed to build these very simple shelters to live in them, and to, to be reminded, not just the harvest, but also God's care over the years, how he has provided. And so this text brings that clearly before us as well, a thankfulness. 
then there is also the greatest thing. And that's evident here as well. The actual requirement of God to, to have this feast and to build these shelters, and these shelters we say in English booth, but, but it, was, uh, in, it became the name of the feast, Sukkoth, Sukkoth, S-U-C-C-O-T-H. This, was, this is the word that means booth in Hebrew. And so, so when they had to build these booths, they had to go, go to Sukkoth. And if you recognize God's leading, the place after God delivered the people from Egypt, he brought them out of slavery, out of that place of death, Exodus 15, and the very first place that they stop at before they cross the Red Sea is Sukkah. That's the place. So that's the place where they have been delivered. They have been delivered from death to life. They have, they have walked out of slavery in Egypt into a new life with God. And so the feast took that name. And so it's, it's not just harvest. It's not just what God has provided for us materially. It is, it is our souls, our, our very relationship with God, our faith and our deliverance, which comes fully into view when Jesus stands up at the feast. And he, he embodies all of this saving work of God. And he stands up and he says to the people right there, if, if anyone thirsts, thirsts for what? This is, this is the redeeming thirst of, of a soul that is, is in slavery to sin and has no hope and is doomed to die. And this is the invitation. This is the good news. God has come in Jesus Christ. All who believe in him will live. Whoever believes in me, as scripture says, rivers of living water will pour forth in them. And so the thanksgiving, you see beautifully biblically, the thanksgiving God ordains moves from what we have received in a physical way, moves from the small things to the big things, and moves to his saving work in Jesus Christ which is what we give thanks for every Sunday. We come here as a special Thanksgiving service, wonderful. Every Sunday when we gather, that is what we give thanks for. God's wonderful saving grace in Jesus Christ, providing for us body and soul in life and in death, our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together.